You're listening to the Miss Artastic Podcast. Inspiration for art teachers. Here's your host, Kathleen McGivern. Welcome to the Ms. Artastic Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen McGivern. And today we're going to talk about what it means to be an art teacher boss and how to become one. Let's dive into it. Before we begin, we have to understand what it means to be boss. Someone who is boss knows what they want, how to get what they want, and implements the process to get it. This is what it means to be boss. Essentially, you're the ultimate to-do list checker, task completer, and productivity person. Being boss is a great mindset to have. Of course, it's not just a mindset. You have to feel it in your heart and you have to do the work to get there. Being boss means that you're actively and consciously doing the steps each and every day, every moment, working to make the slight improvements in yourself that are needed to get to your goals and your better version of yourself. I like to say, reflect, self-improve, and calibrate perfection. Of course, this is a long journey of success, not a quick trip. This is a way of living life. This topic is so big that I had to make it a two-parter because honestly, there is so much to say. That is how important being boss is. Being, Being an art teacher boss is a lifestyle change and if you're ready, you can implement these changes to change your mindset and change your life. All changes are hard at the beginning, messy in the middle, and easy in the end. My lovely friend, make sure that you have a notepad ready or a notebook or a phone to make notes in. Or if you're listening while you're driving or running, that's okay. Just jot down these tips as soon as you can and get ready to implement them too so that you can be an art boss or an art teacher boss. In this first part of the two-part series of being an art teacher boss, I'm going to talk about some mindsets that you can implement into your boss journey. Next, I'll talk about the things that you can do in your teaching practice to fire it up and take it to boss level. They will help you get those things checked off your to-do list and help you be a more productive teacher so that you can leave sooner each day because living your life is kind of a big deal. So we're going to first talk about mindsets for a path to success. And that is what the focus of this episode is. And next time I'm going to give you very, very, very specific strategies that I want you to try implementing. Okay, so in the Artastic Collective, I have a journey of success, which is a monthly art teacher challenges that are set up. And these provide members with monthly challenges to help them make slight changes or improvements or help them get focused and get the things done that they need to have did. So here I'm gonna give you ideas for mindsets that can help you initiate your own journey of success or if you are an Artastic Collective member, you can use these mindsets to help you get those challenges done. Okay, but if you want to join mine, you can always make the decision to join the Artastic Collective exclusive membership for art teachers who want the freedom to live their lives. Remember, with the membership, I give you the curriculum and all the lessons that um, 
They're all done. They're all planned. And they're the ones that you need. So I have them laid out in an easy to teach way. And I will provide you with the lessons that you need to engage your kids with. With your subscription, you can consider your lesson planning done forever. Membership opens in August and January of every year. So visit www.artasticcollective.com to get on the waitlist right now so you know when you can make the decision of your professional life. The best decision ever. Okay, so mindsets are the qualities that you believe in, assumptions you hold, or a person's worldview or philosophy of life. Mindset is the key to success and is something that we understand more and more of all the time. So the mindsets for a boss art teacher. First is gratitude. Gratitude is the shift of our thoughts from thinking about and focusing on the negative or thinking about what we don't have to being grateful and thankful for what we already have. We are consciously making the change to, um, instead of focusing on the negative, deciding to focus on the positive. We are focusing on just being grateful for everything that already exists. And if we're happy and grateful for what we have, wouldn't that mean that overall we're happier too? Next is the growth mindset. This is the mindset you need if you want to push the boundaries of possibilities and really let growth, yep, accelerate in your classroom. We Or for yourself too, right? Like we're not talking about just the students here. We're talking about us. We all face challenges and obstacles in our lives. We can choose to let them become roadblocks or change our mindset and think of them as opportunities for experimentation where we can invite mistakes in and explore new possibilities. We can think of our brains as a muscle that can be built and grow instead of viewing ourselves as people born with fixed traits that cannot get better. I love to accept a problem with an I can instead of saying I can't like, oh, I can't draw. Really? How many adults have you heard say that? But we know this isn't true. Of course, the more you work at something, the better you can get. I love to use this podcast and my YouTube videos as very clear examples of just being able to get better at something. (laughs) My early YouTube videos and podcast episodes and even my early blog posts are really not that great, Um, but they were my best back then. Um, And they're not as great as what I can do now. Um, I'm still new at all of this, right? There's no manual for any of it. (laughs) But I will, of course, get better with time. I research, I practice, I make new ones all the time. Um... I take courses, those kinds of things. I was deathly afraid to do any of this when I first started it. Um, All because, uh, really, I just get so nervous. Uh, But I knew that the fear was the big flag or notification to myself that told me that this was the challenge or obstacle that I had to face. So I did. And although they're hard like a lot of hard work to do these things. I'm so glad that I started these adventures because I've learned so much from them and I have done so much that I 
never imagined I could do. So if you spend all your time saying I can't or limit yourself um, and what you do with your students because you, th you think you can't, then it'll be hard to grow both on a professional and personal level. So this is such an important mindset to use both in your classroom and to have as an art teacher boss. Like Nike says, just do it. Next is no risk, no reward. So rewards are awesome. But yeah, they kind of like, they probably required taking a risk, right? To get a reward, you gotta take a risk. And yeah, you're gonna fail. Oh well. Let me tell you, I do a lot of stuff that never works out. But if I don't go trying it out, how am I ever going to know if it's going to be a rewarding experience or one that is a failure? Although it is really a failure, although, sorry, <laughs> although is it really a failure if you have growth mindset? Or would you just say it was an opportunity for growth and learning? Just saying. So do, doing things that are out of our comfort zone will help us push, help push us to new heights. So whether it is in your own studio or on your own art, or maybe leading a professional development session or workshop, illustrating and writing a kid's book, being a guest on a podcast like this one, doing large ceramic sculptures or paper mache uh, works with your kids. I mean, if we don't do those things that are out of our comfort zones, we do encounter the risk of becoming rigid and never leaving our comfort zones and never allowing ourselves the opportunity to grow and seek a potential reward or amazing success that we couldn't have fathomed. I mean, sure, you could do a large project with your students. Maybe they're doing a large figurative ceramic sculpture and maybe some were like slightly wet and you didn't notice when the kiln was like turned on or maybe it was like too thick or whatever and a whole bunch like cracked or chunks popped off. I mean, yeah, it sucks. It was a risk. But it happens and I'm sure you could easily reflect on the experience and you probably learned a lot from it that for next time. And so would, your ha so would have your kids. I have many a times have had my own stuff pop, break, fail, crack. But hey, I learned from it and I figured out ways to problem solve it and prevent it from happening next time. And of course, another mindset to have is to embrace your mistakes. Yes, guys, let's all make mistakes and fail. It is so exciting and I love it. I didn't always love it, but in the past few years, I made the decision to own it. Upon reflecting, I realized that every time I failed, even when I had a huge ceramic sculpture of mine, um, like fall off a wall in a gallery, <laughs> um, during an exhibition, of course, it smashed on the concrete floor, which was both devastating um, yeah, it was devastating and embarrassing. Um, I learned a lot from that experience. <laughs> so now I don't freak out and I worry and I don't freak out and I don't worry about making mistakes. I own that opportunity as a moment for growth and experimentation. I deliberately make the decision to experiment and let the mistakes fly through the air like a space saucer about around Mount Rainier. 
Why? Because every time I fail or make a mistake, I immediately find a solution to a problem or learn something new that I didn't know was a possibility. And isn't that just cool? So start making mistakes at work, um, not dangerous ones or ones that put, put kids at risk, of course, obviously. Um, start pulling out a range of mediums and materials like a unicorn at Michael's and get to work. Hey, lovely friend. I just want to pause this episode to let you know about my YouTube channel. In my YouTube channel, Ms. Artastic, I create art lessons for kids. They include full art projects that are themed around the elements of art and principles of design, but also just fun drawing tutorials that kids love to draw with. I create videos with art education in mind, and I'm always mindful to use art vocabulary, making my videos both friendly for home and the classroom. Search Ms. Artastic on YouTube or find the link in my blog, MsArtastic.com. Be sure to subscribe. Now, back to the episode. Remember, don't spend a whole bunch of time worrying or like fixating on the mistake after it has been made. Accept it, acknowledge it, learn from it, move on. Next is be curious. So another mindset to have is to be curious. Follow those wandering thoughts down the rabbit hole. You never know what caterpillar you might find down there. Be curious because it's the key to seeing beyond what is in front of you. Keep asking those what if or why or what um, questions while you're experimenting in your own studio or while you're creating videos, writing stories, designing new art lessons for your classroom, curating an art show at your school, whatever. Be ever curious because the doors will keep opening for you, presenting you with more challenges and obstacles for you to conquer. It's the art teacher boss mindset after all. Next is to keep your energy high. Yeah, this one is a challenge, especially because being a teacher is exhausting because the to-do list is always a mile long. But if you want to be an art teacher boss, you have to keep that hot energy high and vibrating in your classroom to get it done. So here are my suggestions for keeping your energy high so that you can be an art teacher boss. First, do the hard things on your to-do list first. When your head still has a full fuel gauge for focus or full focus power, as I like to call it. Think of your focus like the battery gauge on your phone. The more power your phone uses and the more tasks it does, the battery goes down until it is all out and the phone is dead. That is like our focus. Think of all the things that happen in your day. Teaching is a lot and requires a lot of energy and answering questions and making decisions. I um, don't know about you, but I cannot do hard things after working all day or teaching all day. I am so drained. And when I get home, I still have the house stuff to do. And then like I work on this artastic stuff. By the end of the day, um, sorry, by the time it's the end of the day, I am drained and I just don't have enough juice to get 
me to focus on hard tasks because I've already spent all my focus power. So knowing this, do the hard things that, um, sorry, do the hard things when you have the most focus power or energy. For me, this is like at 5 a.m. before work. I work. <laughs> at the time of this podcast, my typical day looks like me waking up at like 4.45 or 5 um, in the morning so that I can get the cats fed, coffee on, dress for work. I put something to eat in my lunch kit and then I work on misertastic stuff for like an hour and a half before I begin my drive to work, which is another hour. <laughs> and this means I can put a lot of focus on the things that are important to me. Um, when I get to school, I focus on hard tasks for that job, like lesson planning or communication or report cards. And then as the day goes, I can do the less difficult tasks um, or ones that just require less focus. Um, and it's okay if I'm a bit tired because those tasks like photocopying don't require as much focus power. You can also keep your energy high by eating and doing things that will fuel it. So exercising and eating healthy foods um, fuel your fuel you longer. So um, they also keep your mind clear and keep um, you focused on your goal or the goal of getting it done. You can also consider eliminating the focus drainers. Think of them like apps using power in the background of your phone, draining it slowly. Things like Instagram or TikTok or TV, although fun, do take up focused power. If you have a big task that you need to get done, it is best to do the task and to save your brain power for it and then use the leftover focus power on your favorite apps or other things when you don't need to worry about conserving it any longer. So those are my mindset strategies that are so important to implement in your daily life so that you can be an art teacher boss. So here is your action item. Pick a couple of these, th these mindsets that you're going to implement in your life starting now. Write them out in a journal or on paper and keep it somewhere as a reminder to yourself that you're going to do this. And keep it somewhere that you will look every day. Start implementing these new habits into your world. It takes at least three months for a habit to stick, so be committed. Now, once these habits stick, you can work on adding in more or at least when you feel ready to. Now, don't forget to join me in a couple weeks when I talk about the things that you can do in your teaching practice to fire up your art teacher journey and take it to boss level. These will be real and raw strategies that will have you pumped up and ready to tackle anything and will kickstart your growth. So make sure you follow this podcast and subscribe and be ready for when the newest episode arrives. Talk soon. Kathleen McGivern, Ms. Artastic, signing out.